Hello, welcome back to another episode of Existence. My name is Evan. This is a podcast. It's about love, death, consciousness, psychedelics, philosophy, and pretty much this crazy existence we all find ourselves sharing. Today's episode is with Sophie Webb. Sophie's a friendly and courageous traveler from London backpacking her way through Europe and someone I just so happened to run into at the Loft Hostel in Budapest, Hungary. My partner and I were literally just searching around the city looking for a good conversation to have and we just so happened to luck out and find such an incredibly bright, brave, and emotionally intelligent person to talk to. So grateful that she was able to find the energy to sit down and talk with me and it was awesome just getting to know her even just a little bit. And I think this conversation really just goes to show how much there is to, to gain with strangers when we come from a place of love, kindness, compassion, and allowing ourselves to move even just slightly outside our comfort zones. So with that, hope you enjoy the episode. And if you like it, feel free to let me know on any of the social media linked below. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing this. I appreciate uh, Sophie for being on. No worries. Um, we just met a few minutes ago, like yeah. <laughs> a half hour ago Yeah. at this hostel, um, the loft, right? It's the loft. Yeah, the loft hostel. In Budapest, Hungary. It's really nice. Yeah, sweet. Cozy. Yeah, it's really cozy. Um, and if you don't mind, so I know we had a conversation a little bit before this about kind of what you're doing mm-hmm. um, and, and what you've been uh what kind of travels you've been doing. So if you want to, don't mind going over that, uh, kind of like what you did and you're from London, right? Yep. So um, kind of what you did in London and what got you to, to this point th- thus far. Yeah, yeah. So I finished school last, like last year. Um, and I knew, I decided I wanted to take a gap year and just defer my year at uni. So I really wanted to just get right into it and save up money. So I got a job at a pub it's a really sick pub with a cool venue um so yeah I was just working there for five months um as much as I could saved up as much as I could and decided to go traveling for just under two months around Europe um so yeah I've been to Amsterdam Berlin Prague uh Vienna and now Budapest cool sweet that's that's awesome um that's uh, and you so you planned on two months, right? Mm. Um, and what is it about you kind of wanting to? Well, why did you want to go travel in the first place? What was it that drew you? I think, well, it was less about the traveling, more about taking time away from education. <laughs> yeah. So I knew I just didn't want to go and jump back into uni um, after school. So um, I knew I wanted the space to just stop and then from there I guess what most people do when they're doing their gap year is traveling and I think I've always wanted I've always been so interested in about other cultures and other people and I love meeting new people so it just felt like the best decision for me at the moment yeah totally I commend you for going out so early as well yeah I mean when I was when I was 18 I wasn't about to go travel for two months on my Mm. own like I was yeah it was a big step um had a lot of anxiety beforehand um right up until I left but pretty much as soon as I got on my first train it almost all went away that's great awesome what is uh what has been any uh formidable experiences you had thus far on your trip do you have anything that that stands out to you um yeah I mean uh Berlin was mental (laughs) it was like everyone everyone says the party capital so I get to my hostel and instantly meet so many people um, who are also solo traveling most of them just doing much shorter trips so they were ready to just get out so my experience of Berlin was just um, pure chaos and a lot of fun though a lot of fun Um, went to a lot of exciting cool clubs yeah. and not a lot of like nightlife um so that's that was that was a big highlight and you know I'm now still talking to all the people I've met there so it's so nice we've got a group chat going and everyone's still chatting now so it's so nice that's sweet that's the best like you you meet some cool really really cool people on yeah. one spot and and you guys connect so much where you get where you you don't really want to 
let go of that relationship. You know, it's cool because then, you know, you never know when you'll be back in a certain spot and exactly. you can go, you know, travel or something, you never, or if they want to, they come out to where you are. Yeah. You go any, did you go to any uh, cool techno clubs in Berlin? Yeah. I went to this uh, one called Trezel. Trezel? Yeah. Okay. That was, yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like... You know, you go in and they ask you to tape up your camera um, on your phone. And so you have like stickers on your phone. Yeah. Um, so that was at first I was like, okay, what, what's going to happen? And it was a really interesting space. It was very kind of industrial looking. So it's just down these like concrete alleys and stuff. Um, and then you kind of get to the place and it's you can't see anything because it's just completely misty. And like they've they just you know um pour like uh the smoke machines out everywhere and so you literally can't see like like one foot in front of you so yeah. it was it was a good really fun for the music because you know that's all you can hear that's all you can do you just listen to the music and you're just bobbing about yeah but um yeah i mean you get lost down there i was just dancing for about four hours and i didn't even notice that's awesome no it's actually super cool I'm glad we're talking about this actually because I'm I've never been to a techno club, mm. but uh, we're gonna go this weekend, me and my my partner, nice. um, and so I'm pretty excited. I I I feel like it's something like almost uh, meditative, you know, yeah. to kind of like go down, yeah. like you said, you just kind of get lost in the music, and then you 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 wake up four hours later, like, I, it's like yeah, What's you're like, wait, what? <laughs> no, for sure, like it's the kind of repetitive of the music that really helps that I think, kind of just gets you in your groove. That's cool, awesome. What have the train rides been like for you? Um, they've been not too bad, uh, so far. I haven't had too many, like, super long journeys. Um, I've loved just, uh, each train I get on, you know, they all, they're all different because they're moving from one country to the next. So I've just, it's been just fun just, like, sitting down and seeing the kind of different types of trains that you have, um, but one experience I had was getting the train from Berlin to Prague with a friend I met in Berlin who had lost his phone in Berlin. And uh, yeah, so we were traveling together. We just with one phone and we sit down in this uh, compartment and then a whole group of these German guys come and sit down with us and they're already hammered and they're doing a stag do in uh, Prague. And so they've like come down with a crate of beer and they're just sat and just be like screaming around us. And it was, it was (laughs) good. It was fun. It was funny. Um, But, you know, usually I'm expecting a train ride to be the downtime and be able to sit and just chill, maybe sleep for a bit. But couldn't get one wink of sleep when I was on that train. Those damn Germans. (laughs) (laughs) No, and that I did the train ride from Prague to Berlin last summer. Oh, yeah. And it's beautiful. It's Mm. absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the views because of these people. But yeah, I remember looking out and it was stunning. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Especially I was during the fall too. And it was just, it was just incredible. So nice. Yeah. And I think that is something I, I enjoy most about like the trains out here uh, is, is just seeing the sights and like, cause it's like obviously just passing through like countrysides and wherever. Mm. And you just look out the window and just, just you're taken. Like, yeah. yeah. I remember when we were going on that train ride, everybody that was uh, staying on the train or uh, they just had their cameras out, just shooting the view of it. And it was mm. really nice. Mm. Um, cool. So you made it to Budapest um, mm. and then you're here for how long? I'm here for one more night. I was supposed to leave today, but um, I need a bit more energy to bring myself to travel again. So I'm going to leave tomorrow. And then how how long have you been here? Um, uh, I've been here four nights, so I'm staying an extra fifth night. Okay, cool. How did you find it? Um, It's been really nice. Uh, The place here is just so cozy and chill. Yeah. And um, I've kind of gotten to that stage in traveling where I'm uh needing some downtime i think i i went too fast too early and now so i got here pretty exhausted and so this has just been a really good place to just uh get my energy back yeah totally you need just time to to relax as we talked about earlier it's just Mm. it takes uh takes so much out of you to be able to to continue like uh moving as as fast as you're moving to is like a few days here a few days here right Mm. and it's like 
you're seeing all these cities and you're experiencing so much, which is all so great and amazing and um, profound, I'm sure. But it also comes at a cost of just your your mental energy. For sure. And everybody has their their battery for how how much they can take. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to get into some questions. I mean, I know I told you what kind of my interests are mm. um, in about uh, or, or kind of what I like to talk about in this this podcast. But um, I like uh, I, I guess I'll start um, with something that's been on my mind recently, mm. which is. Um, and, and not just recently, it's, it's something that I've thought about, uh, as we all do living, um, mm-hmm. is the concept of death and what mm-hmm. that kind of our relationship to it. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, my, myself personally, um, it's something that I take so much, uh, um, it's immensely motivational for me in order to kind of contemplate it in a way that allows me to get things done. Um, right. And I think a lot of people think about it differently. Um, and so uh, I kind of wanted to get uh, your perspective on, on what death looks like for you. I mean, you're, you're so young, you're 18 years old. Mm. Um, and, you know, th- there's still so much life ahead of you, hopefully, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of see what your perspective is on that and, and kind of what your relationship is between um, how you live your life with, with the looming overhead of of our own mortality, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know it's a large question. Yeah. So feel free question, to start though. wherever you want. Um, first of all, I I think when I think about it, I always make sure to be aware of how society like makes us think about death and the massive fear around it. And yeah, I mean, it, it that, again, it's almost like a, it's like a motivation to, make make you careful of things do things specific ways and uh safety and all of this because of this whole horrific doom of death um and yeah i mean i i've i've had people who've passed away uh recently not like uh and you know them being quite young as well I'm so sorry. that's that's also very a big um that's definitely made me look at death in a different way for sure um you know I always kind of thought you know it's for people who are older for people who are ill for people who've been struggling a very long time but some people just die out of the blue for literally no reason and when that happens like wow you just you start uh, seeing life in a very different way because it's not just about keeping yourself in a uh, move moving through life trying to save yourself or to keep yourself away from these places and mentally and physically that can lead to some sort of doom of death but um it's actually just knowing that you've got to live your life how you want to and how what feels right and just completely follow your gut because yeah i think for anyone out there it can literally it can happen anytime yeah no i think that's such a good point i i um it's something i i find myself often reminding myself of is the fact that no you know everyone always says it but it's really to really reflect on it um seriously that every day is not guaranteed we have really no idea when it mm-hmm. will happen yeah um but it's it's always the uh it's the inevitable inevitability that it it will it will be here at some point and and you know um uh, being exposed to it um uh, at an early age i think um you know i don't know what the benefits or, or cons to that are but mm. um uh i think it does. I mean, regardless, it, it changes the way you think about it and it changes kind of how you live. Um, and I know for myself personally, when I, when I really started reflecting on my own mortality, I started to, to just act differently and to, to, to start doing the things that I felt I needed to do mm. because if I didn't now, there really wasn't a time when I could justify not doing that. You know, it's like, there's always there's always going to be that 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 space in your head where it's like I could do it later I could do it later but the right. but the later doesn't 
it doesn't actually exist because you don't know yeah. what is guaranteed yeah, yeah, or yeah. not. Um, and um, and again, I also want to say like if I ask any questions that you're not comfortable asking or no, answering, please. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> let me know. Um, but yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is something that um, as, as I talk to more people about this this idea of death, it's um, you know. I think what I find comforted in that is that everybody's thinking about it in some way, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone has their way of coping with it and kind of dealing with their own stress around it or, or worry mm-hmm. or, or not worry. Um, so is, is it something that you find yourself uh, reflecting on often um, or, or daily, or is it something you find yourself kind of thinking about more sporadically? I think it's definitely more sporadically. Um, I I think when I usually think about death, maybe like specifically my own death, I we just go back to the idea. I mean, I I kind of believe in reincarnation, and um, you know, your soul. Your, it's just your physical self, your body dying, but the like your your soul is everlasting. There is never like um, a stop to that. So that helps me a lot, I think, knowing that there's not just a, it's not just one day you're there, one day you're gone and that's it. Like I do believe that um, everything in this world is created, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, Like, I don't know how to say, like everything's everywhere and um you might not be here physically, but, uh, you're around. Yeah. Um, I was having a conversation with, uh, a philosophy professor in, in Arizona and he, we talked, we, we were talking about, um, uh, re- the concept of re- reincarnation. Mm. I do think it is a, it's a comforting thought for sure. Mm. Um, the, uh, the idea that, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. Right. So it's like, it's like, it's always there. And, um, I think the idea of, um, consciousness is kind of a, is in the self and like what, who we are is a separate idea from what happens when, when it, it dissolves, like our, our body kind of goes somewhere else. And right. it's not like that something, something goes somewhere, right? It's like, it, it seems as if that, you know, when, when we end, uh, the energy kind of just is is put back into the universe in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I have my doubts about whether or not it's it's me who comes back, like Evan, like this Mm-mm. this self I'm holding on to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a separate question, but like it goes somewhere, and, and mm. something gets done with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I I think it is a you know it's definitely a thought that I think um holds holds some some value at least in. In a, even if at least it's just a, a comforting feeling to kind of think about. Yeah, yeah. But um, have have um, and and uh, for me, I I think about it in a way of um, uh, like I kind of touched upon of consciousness, and um, the the thought that you know what what consciousness is, you know, and and I this leads this kind of is a is a point that is so related to death because, um, for myself. I started to kind of think about what consciousness is as a part of what happens when we die. Um, right. And so what consciousness is, is, is kind of what, what we hold, what we hold on to, what experiences, what does it mean to experience anything at all? Mm. And you know, that, that when that ends, like, what does that mean? And, mm. and that's kind of like the, the, the lens in which I, I'm kind of pursuing these questions. Mm. Um, and I would, I would like to kind of hear your, uh, thoughts on, on what you, what you kind of think consciousness is. Yeah. Um, and it's okay if you haven't really thought about it because it's, well, it's, it's really interesting because I, well, going back to when I was at school, I stud I studied Sanskrit from the age of four all the way up. Um, oh, wow. and then studied Hinduism uh, for A-level and so from studying Hinduism I'm now just 
I think it's one of the most beautiful religions out there. And so a lot of my uh, ideas and stuff come from the Hindu philosophy. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but the, the thing about Hinduism is that it's not, there's not just one philosophy. It, they have so many different paths and um, beliefs. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's really not just one religion. But yeah, I mean, consciousness... I would say it's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like your kind of a, eternal energy inside you. Um, like when people like meditate or when you become really still and you're just completely aware of the world around you, you feel more conscious because you're still and you can start connecting uh, deeper within yourself um, and the outer world like it's kind of an like it's all the same in a way but we our egos uh, completely disconnect uh, the consciousness around us I think so you know most people every day all the time and me as well like <laughs> you know you're constantly thinking about like I me and you them and separate people and separate things but um I see consciousness as a whole that um we're, we're all whole and we're all one consciousness um so yeah yeah no um what has your experience been with meditation well again at my school they taught us meditation since four years old so uh before and after every class we would have to put our hands together and say om parama mane nama um and that was just a little pause before and after every class to you know sit down uh, settle a bit before you can focus on the next thing and then and then again once once a day we would have an assembly and we would everyone would sit together and um uh, the teachers would be uh, saying we'd do a prayer or whatever and then uh, sit for like a few minutes and everyone will just be silent obviously in a school layout it's, it doesn't work all the kids everyone's just giggling and you yeah. know you want to just like you're not trying to meditate but um, kind of once I got the l last few years of school I started to really um, appreciate it and yeah I find that I still don't do it enough and I, I want to be able to do it every day. But um, it's difficult when I find the the feeling that you have enough time to just sit down and do nothing. You think like, oh no, I've got, I've got things to do, I've got stuff. But honestly, just even five minutes to sit and uh, just follow your breath and hear the noises around you and try and basically get out of your head and it's not you know it's not just sitting still because then you'll be thinking like oh what's what am I gonna eat later or stuff you know it's trying to actually stop those thoughts and just suddenly really be more aware of your surroundings and I think it's a very very hard practice it's very hard to do um and I don't think I've ever been able to like sit and not think and just be completely aware of my surroundings for more than a minute or so. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really interesting though, how you've been doing it for so long. What, what school, what type of school did you go to? So where it, this was it's, practiced? A, it's a private school called St. James in London, uh, around Olympia. Um, but they, it's, it's kind of a mix between Christianity and Hindu philosophy. So, um, yeah, we the founder had a guru and um, he um, learned a lot about Advaita, which is a, a, a practice, um, a Hindu practice. So it kind of just stemmed from there. But it's, a, it's an interesting school. I mean, there's a lot of good things about it. And it's really, I think it's really amazing that teaching kids this kind of um, uh, quietness. But there are other other aspects which aren't as great yeah i'm sure um as with comes with uh i guess the religious dogmatism i'm sure mm -hmm. sometimes mm -hmm. um 
but uh, there was a lot of things you said that I want to respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 ability to quiet, even just like the first. I think there's kind of like two, um, at least in my experience, and kind of something that I've as I've been learning meditation over the past couple of years, um, and and kind of what my what my kind of um, thoughts are towards it is like there's like kind of like almost two steps where um, one is like learning just how to quiet the thoughts down. Yeah. And, and that's a whole process and it's of itself. Mm-hmm. And then the, there's that realization that you're just constantly thinking all the time and mm. we're constantly being identified with our own thoughts mm. and, and following whatever trajectories that those throw you on. Mm. And then once you learn to, to stop that, there's the realization that there, there is no real, self-defined like who whoever you're thinking of is there like that that ego that self that we think um does things controls things it's not it's not there to to be seen Mm -hmm. um and uh when you realize that i believe that there's really this kind of profound effect on how we how we operate and how we even see what it is that is even going on at all um and so as you growing up within this sort of culture and within the within the, the framework of um, like Hindu practice and, and meditation and, and these things mm. from such an early age. How do you think it's shaped you um, uh, growing up as you've, you, as you've kind of evolved your own mindset uh, towards, towards operating around life? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like I can compare myself to something else. So I'm not really sure like how it's, how it's, uh, I feel like, um, I've definitely feel like I've been able to learn faster on how to relax myself and my body um, in some ways. Like I've used to experience like really bad anxiety and um, uh, panic attacks and things like that. And I think if I hadn't uh, been around so many people who understood uh, the importance of deep breaths and and all these kind of body exercises to calm yourself and bring yourself back to your body because it's it's again it's all in your head it's it's your head freaking out you kind of actually need to just like tap back into your body to be aware that like where you are and what what you're doing so I think it's definitely been really useful in that way um, to. Yeah, like I I find just being aware of breathing has helped me in so many different ways. Just anything, just if I'm freaking out, lost in a completely different country and I don't know where the hell I am and stuff. I just know that I need to just step back for a sec and take a few deep breaths and exhale for a while and then take another deep breath and exhale and that definitely just... Uh, grounds me a bit more and then yeah I feel ready no that's good it sets you kind of a foundation for you to kind of operate from mm-hmm. um or because without that it's it's you um it's you he, he, I guess really kind of hearing whatever your mind is telling you and then like I kind of said earlier is just following those thoughts wherever they go and a lot of the time they're just they can be chaotic and spontaneous and and lead you down paths that might not be the best path to be going down. Yeah, exactly. Um, what What is your concept of the self, and and how it like? What, what have you been? Um, I guess what 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 does it look like for you, and how do you how do you? Um, what is your relationship with what you view as you? Um, that's a really good question, and I'm still figuring that one out for sure. <laughs> um, I. Like the self is in like the ego, like yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm. I know I've. It's so difficult because like I have all these understandings and I believe in like consciousness and all of this, but I also feel like I am such an individual and I am who I am, and this is me. And, um, and that's really important to me as well to be kind of unique and, uh, really being able to express myself and all of this. So 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of questions about myself for myself. I, I still don't really know how I identify myself and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's just an ongoing kind of discovery for me. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to completely disillusion yourself from, from your own sense of ego? Um, perhaps. I think so. Um, but that's, that pros- process might not even take a whole lifetime. Like, I think it completely depends on people and how much um, commitment they have <laughs> to really, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not like I, I believe that the ego is bad or like, this, the, you know, the, telling yourself that me and that is bad, um, but it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I resonate with what you said on, the idea of kind of realizing these things um, cognitively that, or like intellectually kind of knowing that like the self is kind of is something that you can, you can learn to catch glimpses of not being there and, 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 and understanding it from that perspective mm. um, at least, you know, on paper and, and, and experientially, but like you still have such a tie uh, to what you call like you and, yeah. and it's still there. It's still, uh, it still operates as if it's always it's always there and mm. in the background somewhere, mm. but, except when it's not. And 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 I think you know I, I'm probably not making any sense and contradicting myself. So you could tell me if I'm saying anything stupid. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Um, um, but it it is it is as if there's this this relationship that we we so often of the time just always we're always just holding on to so vehemently we're always just constantly holding on to this concept of who we are as an individual and not and not thinking outside and i think that like you said it kind of goes back to how committed you might be to really discovering what it is that mm. is or isn't who who you or who you think you are yeah um and i know a large um a large uh I, a concept within that is is the use of psychedelics. Um, are you somebody who's familiar with the, or have used psychedelics before? I haven't, but I've been wanting to for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm in the same boat. I mm. haven't done any psychedelics yet, but it's something that is. I've I've interviewed like psychedelic researchers, and I've had a lot of conversations mm. with uh, people that have. And and I, for me, I have like a really spiritual experience on on cannabis. Mm. Um, uh, and, and have you done cannabis at all? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, if you do, you, what is it for you in that way? Or is this something kind of different for you? Um, I feel like I probably abuse weed a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in England, I will have a zoo, uh, every evening just, uh, as a way of winding down. Yeah. Um, but I definitely do recognize it's like, uh, amazing potential in, uh again kind of grounding yourself or being able to almost uh see the world with another perspective in a way i feel like sometimes uh if you get high and you're just walking around you can actually start um recognizing so many things that you wouldn't if you weren't smoking um and and the thoughts that come up when you're high as well just um i think they're so unique and different um and i feel like yeah in some ways it's kind of uh opening up some part of uh your thought process that um isn't usually there yeah no to i i had the thought like today and yesterday i was like why do people always get so they always think like high thoughts are dumb mm. and i think high thoughts can be like really some of the most profound thoughts you ever have definitely and it's only when you're sober that everyone thinks they're stupid yeah <laughs> exactly yeah but no, I completely agree. It, it's it is something. It almost it, like I think you put it well. It's almost as if it's some. It opens up something else. Um, and I don't really know. And I've had debates within my own self about what it what it actually does. And you know, obviously, this is something that go, uh, is is you know being studied now with um, um, studies in psychedelics and and mind altering substances. 
mm-hmm. like what it what it actually does to the brain and how what that what that actually means mm-hmm. um you know making like novel connections within your brain and and how what is that what does that mean for your own consciousness but i think consciousness is something that isn't isn't is being so is being studied so uh it's so small it's it's not it's not it's not a huge thing consciousness studies which which i think um is kind of the key to kind of really understanding what psychedelics do yeah um and and what it does to your brain but it's it, it is kind of like as if it just access accesses something else within consciousness that you just can't access without it mm-hmm. um and it takes you somewhere else which is which is it's so interesting and i think that's why i am so interested i'm interested in it for a few reasons but or many reasons but I, what i one of them is being how like where it takes you like what 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 does it take you to what is that space mm-hmm. when you're high what is that mm-hmm. space when you take um any sort of mind altering substance whatever it may be um, and I think that's so, it's so interesting. It's such an interesting question to, to ask and to study as yeah. you go into that yeah. sort of space. I think it's also, um, it's not, it's not just like, where is it taking you? But it's also what is your like consciousness trying to show you and you're more like your subconscious trying to show you, because I think, you know, there is, there is so much that, um, every single day, you know, um, we experience everything, but you know, only a small amount do we are uh, we're fully aware of and then the rest goes down into your subconscious and that that's you're still holding that onto you all the time but uh you're not f- uh fully aware of it and then that completely alters your actions your decisions your fears and things like this from from things that have happened to you in the past you might not even remember what happened to you um or what have, what has been done and anything but those will always create an effect on you and your body, whether you know it or not. And so I feel like uh, psychedelics is another way of opening up that kind of uh, part of you that is kind of hidden and, um, yeah, kind of trying to, your consciousness trying to just show you, like, th- look at this, like, this is, this, is, this is still part of you, but this is something you're not wanting to see in a way. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a... a- really good point you bring up um it almost as if it it, it it makes you go deeper inside your own your own mind um mm. it, it it takes you to the subconscious mm. yeah that's that's i think that is something um it's funny you bring that up because i have been thinking that thought more and more recently um why these ideas of especially in the use of um uh, from like a med- medicinal perspective and the therapeutic mm-hmm. um, properties that seem to be so profound within so many people um, and, and it's getting studied more and more um, what it does and, and why is it so effective? And I think probably is because, um, and this, I'm just speaking, you know, I'm speaking just as uh, mm-hmm. just from as what, yeah, yeah, yeah. From my own, just what I've kind of researched and what I've talked about and, what I've kind of learned is just like it probably, you know, one possibility is that it just takes you into your sub, it takes you into your subconscious mm-hmm. and your subconscious is like a crazy place mm-hmm. where you don't have access to what that is mm-hmm. normally Definitely. in this consensus reality that we yeah. all operate in uh, normally. And so um, I think it's an incredibly interesting thought, like what, what the subconscious is because everything that you can think of comes from, it comes and that's why I asked the question, like, where do thoughts come from? Like, where, what, what, what is that? What is, what is this idea of a thought and where does it come from? Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously you have experience with that, like in meditation and like learning how to kind of recognize thought when mm. it does appear mm. and, and, and not being so, um, not letting it, not letting it identify with you and, and, and it's such a strange experience because you realize when you really pay attention, that thought, it just, it just comes from somewhere. And it's such a strange experience to recognize that. I remember when I first started meditating and saying, like, you don't realize at all that thoughts are just coming. They're yeah, just, yeah. you're not thinking them. Yeah, they yeah. just, you can't think a thought before you think it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it is, it is, it's weird. It's a weird experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. Again, with like the subconscious, I find so uh my mum is 
very into this kind of stuff and um, very spiritual and she has studied well she's been to a lot of shadow work um, and that's again basically all about your subconscious and in but they say it's your shadow so it's uh, what she does is she goes to these places and it's um, you're in a group around with a whole load of other people in the room and they basically try and reenact certain uh, things have happened to you in the past and you have to kind of play the other person um, and I may not be saying this exactly right but it's yeah it's basically t- trying to tap into your um, into your shadow and uh, what 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 are you trying to hide from yourself basically because a lot of it is you know from trauma and and uh, past things have just uh really freaked you out and your body is just kind of saving you by just hiding it right at the back but then again with that it's it's slowly deteriorating you at the same time because it you're still uh, you're still being weighed down by it whether you know it or don't um so I find that you know even though it's a really really tough process uh uh, opening up and trying to like understand the, the traumatic things that you've gone through um and it's and it's gonna feel like you're going even worse and you're going further down but you need to kind of break yourself in that way to then fully understand and accept uh shit that's happened to be able to move on and not feel that way anymore yeah that's um that's really interesting i i have started hearing about shadow work really very recently actually Mm. and i'm I'm happy you bring it up i didn't know what it was really Mm. um but it's it's um and you know it it's going it's like finding yourself um being willing to be vulnerable um to the point where you where you realize that the vulnerability and like searching within who you are is Mm. the only way out of what currently troubles you your traumas everything exactly. that you and it's such it's like you said it's it's the hardest work you'll ever have to do mm. is to like go inside yourself you can't search mm. it for you can't it's not gonna it's not gonna be found in something you buy or um you know having some alcohol problem to kind of cover yeah, your, yeah. All, all the traumas you dealt with i mean you could search for it outwardly but um and you know it comes with i mean in some for some respects like your relationships and 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 um uh, who you associate with, but mm. the work to even be vulnerable enough to to kind of look within yourself is so immensely difficult, and it's so hard to do. But the but the the when you do do it, you and you see what profound effects it actually can have on your life moving forward. It's yeah. it's so important, and I think that's um, w- if somebody that actually does the work realizes how important it is mm-hmm. and you that's the that's the next that's the motivation to continue doing it yeah and that's what i've found within myself too mm-hmm. so it's such a good point mm. um even I, and i've never gone to like some for, formal like shadow work but it's the same principle you know yeah, it's yeah. like self-evaluating what can who am i what have i been doing what at what point did i go wrong or what has happened mm. to me in my life where my whatever whether it's my fault or not whatever has happened to me, where can I look for that? And, and could to, to, to focus on it, you, mm. cause you want to push it away. You're constantly mm. Mm. trying to push out the things that yeah. you don't want to think about. You don't want to touch because it's been such a pain for you. It's mm. so sensitive and it's sensitive for a reason. And, and there's, there's a lot of pain within that obviously, but, um, when done correctly and when done properly, um, healthily, you know, I, I think, it's it's really the only way out of so much of what pains humanity, you yeah. know, with so much mental health struggles. Definitely, hundred percent. Cool. Um, what is um, what do you, what are you searching for in life? Hmm. Um. I think definitely some sort of peace of mind. Just some like I'm. I don't know how to answer that question. I feel like I don't think too far ahead to know. Like, I'm I'm rubbish with uh, finding something to motivate me. 
But once I do find something, it definitely helps. But at the moment, especially now that I'm traveling, I'm in such a headspace where it's like everything's just so spontaneous and you're just doing one day at a time. So I don't think I'm in the right headspace to even answer that question. Yeah, no, I totally understand. There's, um, I think especially, you know, being, being young, traveling and just trying to figure out what you're, where you're going to go tomorrow, the next day. Yeah. There's so much where you're just trying to live in the moment mm. and you're not thinking about like what it actually, you know, what your long-term, I mean, yeah. I, 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 you know, I think, um, I phrase that question maybe a little weirdly. It's like, um, that's such a big, such a big question. Mm. You know, what are you looking for in life? And, you know, I think mainly what I mean by that is like how, like how how do you think we should be or, or you should be orienting your life now that brings um, you happiness like in the moment you know wherever you are mm. um, and you know it's still a large question mm. um, and it's something I think uh, it's 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 not something that comes easy and I it's something I've th- I've thought about for a long time and continue to think about and will probably always think about until I'm dead mm. um, and it changes as life evolves and you move forward in different ways with different experiences. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's something I feel is it's, it's always, it's always, it's always new. Cause you never really know where life might bring you, you know? Um, yeah. I, I know the thrill of traveling and kind of not knowing where you're going to sleep the next day. And there's so much to figure out and there's always so many things already on your mind. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, maybe it wasn't a fair question to ask, (laughs) but I mean, I guess if I think about it as what is kind of getting me up every day and what's like kind of just making me move and not just falling flat on my face and saying I'm done, you know, it's kind of just, I'm always like I'm seeking to uh, experience new things. I, I'm I'm quite a curious person. I like to I like to understand people and understand viewpoints and stuff. So I feel like um, part of me is trying to just get myself to a place, um, the right mental state to be able to have these kind of conversations but um you know like have an open mind with people but to a certain extent because sometimes I feel like I have such too much of an open mind when I'm then having conversations with people in the old generations talking about stuff that I do not like to agree with um but my head is trying to say oh like try and try and see it from their perspective try and understand um Yeah, so I think I'm always trying to just learn more, understand more, try and better myself. Um, And I'm honestly just seeking happiness and also change, constant change. I want the, you can't, um, one thing I know is that you can't, have one goal in life or like you know I don't I don't think I think that's um for me it would never work um to just you know yeah have one picture in my mind and say this is where I want to go this is what I do because again uh, every day every week every month uh you're changing which means your whatever you want to go should be changing too so yeah yeah that that's a great point I um, I commend you for being much more intelligent than I was at 18 <laughs> and, and me just holding on to my beliefs and mm-hmm. just telling myself that, no, I, I think I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like I, 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 I did such a 180 later as the years went on um, in my own personality and kind of like how I saw the world. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I like to say I am that person now, but um it's a, it's a hard thing to do. And I, I, I do understand the hesitancy towards, um, especially when, when there are some, when there are some views that people might be, uh, espousing that, that you, that you ha- are diametrically opposed to. Mm-hmm. And 
it's it's difficult to see it from their perspective. It's mm-hmm. it's it's difficult and it's hard. Um, and but I think you know there's there's this way of entertaining ideas without accepting them, mm. and to be respectful and to be loving in a way in which you know you can disagree with them, um, and you can you know you don't you don't have to agree with them at all you know, mm. and that's fine. You can have differing opinions and beliefs, um, but you know not to 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 get in a in a headspace where it becomes um it becomes anger and hatred towards another person you know i think that's yeah. it's super important to not get into that headspace yeah. because i find you know i think that's probably where a lot of um us in society find ourselves especially with social media and seeing some radical views that you know you 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 disagree with but at least you know it doesn't have to go to the point of of losing your self-respect and losing respect for another human being, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of things at this moment in time, uh, you know, feels like there's a absolute right to get angry about and, um, frustrated about and people just want to be heard and they're getting, yeah, furious by it. And I totally understand that. But I also think that, yeah, uh, if you are coming from that kind of anger, I don't know how much change can ha- come from that. Um, when you're, yeah, when you're, even though you may be the victim and you feel like, yeah, the world's fallen, like, you know, hates you and whatever. And, you know, everything's, yeah, just not working your way. Even though that's also the time that it's hardest to do this but yeah you it's trying not to put blame on everything yeah i think it's it's important to kind of always come from the place of love because nothing nothing changes if you're just spiteful and putting harmful negative energy Mm. straight back at the harmful negative energy Mm. that's coming at you Mm. you know and it's like you have to be the better person in certain Mm. circumstances yeah but it's it's not easy and and, no it's not and I think it's kind of funny though being trying to be the bigger person when all these people I'm having these conversations with are twice or triple my age and I'm like I'm the one having to be, stay calm and tell them like it's okay like no I, I disagree with you but we can still carry on you know it's like it's it's interesting yeah I, I will say though too um be like for me I always think about when I get older um, like when I'm 60 years old, hopefully, mm. you know, I don't want to be the person that this Younger 20 generation. year old is like telling me so like, Hey, hey man, you need that. to see it this way. And I'm yeah. like, no, I need, I'm you're wrong. <laughs> and it's like, no, like that you're thinking wrong. And, yeah. and it's interesting. And, and that's where I find like the concept of, um, of, um, ethics and morality just so interesting because like, how does that evolve and why mm. are certain things right then and not now? And like, how does that change? Yeah. Um, so true. But there's, I mean, that goes into a whole thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I kind of want to switch topics here a little bit. You're mm. you're about to go into university for film. Yeah. What is, um, what is art to you? Ooh. <laughs> um, art is just creativity at its finest. It's just um, it, it can come from anywhere. It can come from your emotions. It can come from um, your experiences. Your um yeah just I think I think art is pretty much it's so broad that it's not one thing at all obviously it's just I don't know art is different for every person I think you know um whether you like to create um with your hands or with your voice or um I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I feel, and this is something that I talk with my partner about. Uh, her and I are always talking about art. She's a aesthetics major and um, studies film and a lot of the the art art things that art theory that I don't um, that I I love to talk about and learn, but I never studied formally. So she educates mm-hmm. me a lot on it and. Um, it's so interesting to see what creativity looks like in certain people and how they, their mind operates and what 
their uh, ideas and perspective of reality, uh, how that translates into something that they create. And I, mm. I think it's fascinating because everyone has their own, everyone, um, or, or I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people you know, have find this outlet for themselves, whatever it, whatever it may be. Um, and I think learning to express that is such a, a freeing feeling. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you can attest, attest to that. Um, what is some, what is it that, um, I guess, kind of like a, a two question, uh, kind of like a double question is like, what is your, what is your imagination like? How do you think? And what is it that that translates into into things that you create? Mm. Um, my imagination. I'd say it's quite... Uh, like, I feel like if I close my eyes and think of stuff, I can I can see things in my head. Like, I, it's quite visual. Um, so... Uh, usually, yeah, I, I have something that comes to mind and instantly I kind of can see it so I can put it down on paper um, in a way. But I think that changes as well. Um, to be fair, I feel like I've been in quite a creative block in, for a while. Uh, when I was younger, when I was at school, I used to love art um, to do just painting and drawing. I, I loved to... I was doing art GCSE and all of this and then I kind of went downhill and quit it and just I was in such a negative headspace so I just kind of denied my creativity and said oh I'm not good enough there's just no way and so I kind of just cut it off so it was like that for a while which was a shame because I I found creating stuff again is such an amazing outlet it's something that really is uh therapeutic in a way and can really help you process stuff um but now I I'm trying to get back on into it um I still I think find uh I feel like I've just have that kind of a weaker connection of being able to express myself with my hands and things like that um I'm a lot more through talk and speech with how I express myself um and but again I guess Another way I look at it is that uh, my appearance and how I express myself with that is almost a type of creativity because I find that, um, yeah, choosing how you look every day um, can really shape, it can can either uh, show your emotions and show how you're feeling that day, but it can also be... uh, a guide for you to like how you want to be feeling and how like sometimes I'll get up and I'm like oh, I just want to put a dress on I don't usually wear dresses but I just want to put a dress on today I want to just feel flowy and nice and just feel confident about it and just go on the streets and that really helps me for the rest of my day and I feel good um and then there are other days where I'm like I just, just don't care about what I wear and that's that kind of is a reflection on how I'm feeling that day. So um, I I'm interested in that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I it, it's funny you bring this up. Also, you're talking about all the things that my partner and I talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's sitting right there for for mm-hmm. the people listening. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we talk about how our appearance, like you said, is so important and it dictates so much of your own mental energy that day Mm. because uh, you could put on something cool or whatever and that you really like and you put on good music and it just changes your entire Mm. mood and the whole orientation of the rest of that evening or whatever. And so it's so important. And and it's funny because, you know, everyone has their own style and everyone has their own idea of what cool is. And that's, that's what, that's what cool is, is whatever they think is cool. And so, Um, it, it is cool. Cause I, I love seeing the way people dress, the way people style themselves. Um, cause it is such an expression of who they, f- who they feel inwardly. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm about to like bleach my hair again. Like when I feel nice. like whenever, like I'm in a crisis for myself, like I'm like, all right, time to bleach my hair again. And yeah. then like, go, go. <laughs> 
uh, like put my hair gray or green or whatever color like that is. And and it's like, I need to wear like certain colors now or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I think it's, I think it's super cool to be able to have that sort of expression because you need to put on clothes every day. Like Mm. you can either put on like boring clothes that don't, you don't resonate with, you know, Mm. or you can put on something that really, um, projects who you what you feel like inside and it's Mm. it's cool to see that and i love to see other people's style it's really important definitely Um, i think i express um myself through my hair the most mm -hmm. change my hair all the time yeah but you got cool hair too so thank you thank you (laughs) um no and i I really love your style too i should i should say that it's uh it's you got a you got a cool style i like uh the alternative like uh black i i i like black things too mm. um and you, i'm sure you change it up but mm-hmm. i don't know this is i've only seen you for a day <laughs> what you look like today but yeah um it's cool um thanks <laughs> what do you think uh so i guess the concept of of what we find like aesthetically pleasing you know mm. um what, what is what do you think the role of beauty plays in the world the well the, the beauty beauty right um <clears throat> i think it's very corrupt <laughs> I think the what we what we see um almost on every kind of media platform is I mean I feel like it's changing it is changing but it's just yeah very unreal and beauty is just ugh, such a just like it's it's not really a thing i don't think like it's it's a it's a kind of an opinion in a way like what you find beautiful but we have now put a label on humans and beauty and and we've completely connected the two and uh i feel like like yeah just a lot of things profit off of that and profit off of um making us think that we need so much so much things to then look beautiful or be beautiful or um just yeah I mean I just think it's I think it's quite crazy if you think too much about it yeah I I think it's interesting how you that's the way the, the the immediate reaction is how you see it towards something more um um, in more like the negative light rather than mm. the positive light of mm. beauty. Um, and I, and I feel, um, you know, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just, I'm just yeah, observing, yeah, yeah. um, beauty. Cause beauty is something that, cause there, there are beautiful things. Like there are beautiful, and I'm talking like a person, I'm talking mm. beauty in in art and beauty and mm. music, beauty and, mm. um, connection, relationships, right, yeah, uh, yeah. love, stuff like that. Um, and, uh, it it is. I probably speaks the to the way that we we kind of see society more large on the way in which we're capitalizing on what what beauty is and how to almost sell it to and how to sell it mm. to to other people, other humans in this in this kind of corrupted way, like you said. Um, and you know, put we put standards on this person's beautiful and this person's not. This this is the way to look this is the way to not look yeah. um and i think it is incredibly dangerous because there are so there's so much out there that you have you just don't know about just because it's not being put to the forefront oh, of yeah. Yeah, the yeah. consciousness of society so mm. um it is it's a dangerous kind of game to play in that respect but um what what do you what would you say to like the the idea of beauty in art um I don't know. I think again it's just it's different for everyone. I feel I feel like stuff I find beautiful in art um I know like let's say like my sisters or something would not find beautiful. So it's 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 really your own perception and I guess it it beauty is linked with your how you perceive the world but also your past experiences and past things and emotions like what what when you look at a piece of art what kind of emotions come up for you and trying to actually understand like how that 
those are connected maybe it's the colors that you see and that kind of resonates with something that's uh it's not very um it's all quite um abstract it's not very like uh you can follow a a whole thing like oh yeah that color reminds me of this and that's because of this you know it's not like that but it's just it's so interesting to see that uh colors and shapes and things like that can really uh affect you yeah um, and it's also subjective yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and I, you know when i say art i don't just mean you know a painting on the wall music fashion whatever mm. um and so you know i think I, I i find it interesting how two people can like pick out the same exact piece of clothing and one is stoked about it and they love it. And the other person thinks it's the most hideous thing in the yeah, world. Yeah. And I think that just is the prime example of how subjective beauty actually is. Um, yeah. but, um, uh, cool. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I don't want to keep it for too much longer, but, um, what, a I, 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 I love music. Do you love music? I love music. Love music. Cool. Um, do you want to share any good music recommendations that you have or anything that you're excited about currently right now um, that you would like to impart on the good people of this, this, uh, this show? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, I let's think, Oh, I have I a Spotify have... playlist here and it's uh it's being worked in with everybody that gives me a recommendation. Really? And Do you mind if I have yeah, a Yeah, please, look? go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I totally feel <laughs> I'm gonna you. I'm going to have a look at the stuff because I, I always describe my music as a weird mix. It's so random. I mean, I love my jazz and I love my pop, but then I also love my rock and I love my run. Okay. That's how you know you're into music is when you yeah, have a wide yeah, yeah, yeah. variety. Um. Have you heard of the moldy peaches? The multi peaches? The moldy peaches. The moldy peaches. No, I haven't. Okay. Okay. The moldy peaches. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> okay. You're about <laughs> yes, to be schooled. Best, best music ever. Um, they're so random and funky and cool. Okay. But um, you've got to... My, oh, what's this song? It doesn't have to just be one. You can give me multiple. Well, the best one is called Anyone Else But You. Anyone Else But You. And it is the cutest love song out there okay anyone else but you <laughs> anyone else but you by, by the, the moldy peaches. peaches sweet i'm excited to listen to it it's probably gonna yeah. be really cool mm-hmm. um awesome well thank you sophie for being on thank I, you so I, much yeah i hope uh you're you're excellent and uh incredibly intelligent and i i it was a pleasure really talking to you and kind of getting to know you more even from you know this uh this past two hours that i've I've known yeah, you. So. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I no, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.